Well, good morning, everybody. We're so glad that you're with us. And it was a great Sunday last week. I hope you guys all enjoyed the Super Bowl. I hope your team won. If you were rooting for the Kansas City uh, Chiefs, you did good. If you, anyway, um, I hope you had a good time with that. But it's great to be here with you this week. And I just want to, we've been, we haven't been doing announcements since we did this new format. So I've been skipping over because Michael always took care of this. But if you haven't done this already, we would like you to communicate with us. And we talk about it at the end, but I want to talk about it up front. We, if this is, if you've never done this before, maybe it's your first time or anything, we just want to be able to communicate with you and know who's watching. So if you would, text the word welcome to 469 288 1114. Again, text the word welcome to 469-289-1114 and we'll just be able to communicate back with you. That's our text communication system. You'll hear us talk about that at the end of the service as well. So there's many different things. So it's really awesome. It's private. So anything you say on there is just coming to the church. This is a busy week for everybody. And guys, if you haven't put the two and two together. Valentine's is this week. It is on Friday. So if you haven't bought your chocolates, if you haven't got your rose order all lined up, if you haven't, whatever you're going to do, whatever your expression is, you need to get on it because you just have a few days until Friday, which is Valentine's Day. So make sure you know that you've been warned. So that cracks me up. One of the questions that I'm often asked as we're, we're closing up the, the fruits series, it wasn't really something that I intentionally did. It kind of just fell into my lap, and I, I've been so excited to, to see it all. But one of the questions that I normally get asked very, very often is, what is the secret to being married? People always ask me, well, how long have you been married? And, you know, I tell them it's been 26 glorious years and sliding into 27 and I'm happily married. And usually most people are caught off guard by me replying that I'm happily married. And so then they'll ask me, what is the secret to being married? And, and I'm sure everyone has their answer and I have mine, but mine is less than conventional. So as we're heading into Valentine's Day, I thought I will take just a moment, but it actually ties into our message today. The short answer to my question of what makes uh, the secret to being married and being happy is to become 100. Now, now, I heard this a long, long time ago before I even actually got married, and, and I, it didn't make sense to me because I thought a 50% and 50%, the two 50s coming together make 100%. And I was told, no, you actually both have to be 100. And I, and I actually have some illustrations here that we're going to put up really quick. The first one is a circle. It's, it's just you, okay? So if you're just part of this, if, you're just, uh, if it's not all complete, then you're going to still have some issues going in. And then you meet the significant other, and we have our next screen. And now the both of you are here. So we've got her and we've got him, but you've got both of your own individualities that come in. And so you will take the next screen, and we will layer those over. And in the center part here, where you're the most like each other, that you have the most things in common, is where you have the greatest source of happiness. You will always have the times that she's going to go be with her girlfriends, and he's going to go play video games and go top golf, and he's going to do all these things. But the bigger this area in the center is, that you're able to have this so much in common, 
the better your relationships to be. So you'll never be completely overlaid, but the closer you get, I, and I did it separated this much just for the purpose of being able to see it easily, but the, the more you overlay them, the better it becomes. But then the other obvious thing that we should do, the next screen is, we need to layer God in there. And, and as much now as you layer God in on top of that, so if you're both in that same place, now if we can go to the next screen, it, it, we're, there should be one more, yeah, there we go, without words, there we go. So this, this area here in the center, and it kind of ended up making quasi a heart, but this area in the center where your faith and his faith her faith and his faith, let me say it like that, are all overlapped in, and God and all this stuff, the bigger this center is, the better that relationship is going to be. Because the more of God that I have coming into my relationship, the better I'm going to be, the better the other person's going to be, and the better we are together. Now, if one person only has a relationship with God, and there's this cavern that's just like split over here, that's going to be pretty rough. And that's why the Bible speaks about don't be unequally yoked. Hey, don't be lopsided, if I can say it that way. Another image is the triangle, and you may have heard this before, but you've got the man and you've got the woman, and sorry it's pixelated a little bit because we, you know, grabbed this off the internet, but God is up here at the top, and, and you, you can have this big divide here, particularly when you first get to know each other. You don't have it all together. You're not really that close with each other, but as you grow towards God, you're automatically getting closer to each other. So happy Valentine's this week. There's your Valentine's message. But now the obvious thing, as we're talking about having the fruits of the Spirit just being manifested and growing in our lives, this, this ties hand in hand with this because it's becoming the best version of you. Or can I say it this way? Aspiring to higher standards. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 9, it says, As the heavens are higher than the earth. And in other words, God's way up here and we're down here. God says, so are my ways than your ways. Hey, how I do things, God says, is better than the way that you normally do it. And I always talk about it. And it's so funny because if you look at the, the thumbnails of all of our YouTube channels, it's always with me with my hands to the side. It cracks me up. But there's always two worlds that you can see in here. And we'll be talking about that more next week. You don't want to miss next week. I'm so excited about it. I just wish I could preach it right now. Um, God says, my ways are higher than your ways. Like, hey, there's this world over here, man. It's going to pull you down. He says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. He goes, man, there's a better life over here. Can I tell you that when we tap into God's way, it is a relationship. It's not a checkbox. And I say that all, all the time, but so many people have that image in their mind that it's a checkbox. Okay, I went to church on Sunday. I'm done. I can live my life. But no, it's a relationship. Can I say it like this? It's a real relationship. It, it's not something fake. God wants to have a real relationship with you. And when we begin this journey, a change begins to happen on the inside of me. Now, we've been looking at Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 and 23, and that's where we're getting. We'll look at that in just a moment. But I wanted to go just a little bit above that this week. And look what it says in verse 16, because he's sliding into verse 22. But I say, walk by the Spirit. 
hey, this is our goal. As a Christian, if you make this decision to follow Christ, okay, God, I'm going to give you a shot. I, I'm going to step out there, and I don't understand it all, but I'm going to give you a shot. He's like, hey, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. Again, there's two different worlds that you're being pulled to, and I can't wait to preach the next message about two worlds. But there's two different worlds that you're being pulled in there. Verse 17 says, for the flesh sets its desire against the spirit. See, they are in conflict with each other. What I want to do in my flesh is completely opposite and in conflict with what the spirit of God is trying to lead me to do. For all of these are in opposition to one another, and you may not do the things that you please. Hey, the things that I like, hey, I just want to do whatever I want to do, usually that doesn't work out very well for anyone. Look at it this way. For the flesh sets its desires, and look what I highlight on the next one. These are in opposition to one another. And the next one, this is here so that you may not do the things that you please. This is why we have the Spirit of God that's leading us in this walk. So that you don't do just whatever you want to do. Proverbs 21, 2 says, Every ways, every man's way, everything you think is right in your own eyes. Isn't that the truth? No one says, hey, I think I'm an idiot. I don't think I'm very smart. I just think, uh, no, 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 no. We think that we know better than everybody else. We think it's all right. But it's the Lord who weighs the heart. Can I show you in a new translation what it says in the NIRV? It says a person might think their own ways are right, but the Lord knows what you're thinking. The Lord knows what's going on up here, and he he knows what's going on inside your heart. And it may seem right to you, but God's the judge. We can't just do it all on our own. So as we take this journey, as we walk down this path, fruit is supposed to grow. And we'll either have good fruit or we'll have bad fruit. Now, Galatians 5.22, I mentioned it. This is where we're getting our text for the past couple services. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. It's something that God does when he says, I begin this work in you and I'm going to be faithful to complete it. It's him who's doing this work. And, and this is the work he's trying to do. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness we're talking about this morning. Gentleness and self-control are the last two of the nine that we're, we're looking at. And these, there's no law against doing this, man. It's going to always turn out good for you when you do this. And of course, we see, and we've been looking at the antithesis of the fruits of the Spirit. And I've gone in those in great detail. And today we're looking at the differences here. And it all boils down to, and you've heard me say this if you've seen any of the past several weeks, it all comes down to one word. And that word is surrender. I have to abandon what I think. We even saw that in the previous verses. Hey, it can't be whatever I please and whatever I think in my own mind, but I've got to surrender to God. And I've got to say, okay, God, I'm going to trust you with my life. And yes, that's the first time that you say uh, the prayer that we'll offer at the end of the service. That you, hey, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a shot. But it's also a continuation of what we do in our regular lives. 
It's got to be, I'm continuing to surrender my life. Hey, I get pulled over here to the world's way, but then I say, God, I have to come back and surrender my life. This week, we're looking at the last two of the fruits, faithfulness and self-control. So the word faithfulness is literally the same word as faith. And, and I have the Greek word listed here in the two different things here. It's literally the Greek word 4102, and I'm not going to try and pronounce that, but it means literally faith, duh, or faithfulness. But then as we drill down, it means proof. Isn't that amazing? It means proof. So proof of what? Proof that you have God in your life. Proof that this is the proof of that you are walking this direction with God. And, and drilling down a little bit further, the, the root word means faith, to persuade and to have confidence. And that's what we've been looking at so much in the past weeks. Faith literally means that. But it's the same word that was in Matthew 8, and I'm not going to have you go there, but you can take notes and go look at it. In Matthew 8, 10, Jesus says, no one has had such great faith, not even anyone in Israel, when the, the commander says, hey, you don't just speak the word, and I'll go. And in Matthew 9, when the four friends brought their paralytic friend, he couldn't walk, and they, they brought him, and they ripped the roof off, and said that Jesus, seeing their faith, it's the same word. In Matthew 9, 22, the woman with the issue of blood, and Jesus says, take courage, your faith. See, there, there, there's just three examples of that exact word. There's many, many of them in the New Testament. It's the word faith, to be persuaded. Hey, I'm so persuaded that, God, that you're going to keep your word. You, Jesus, you just got to say the word. Or the four friends, I'm persuaded and I'm convinced that I've got confidence if we just get him to Jesus. That woman said, hey, I'm going to push through on her hands and knees to get to Jesus. Hey, if I can just get there, then I'm going to get what I'm asking God for. So can I say it like this? Being persuaded and having confidence in God is fruit. It's the proof that you're growing. See, because you don't start off having confidence in God. And, and many times we as a church and church people will look at people and try and put them down because they're not sure. And I love one of the things at Church of the Highlands that just kind of opened my eyes to was the ABCD. And one of the things is C, just checking things out like, hey, I'm not so sure about this church stuff. Man, all the stuff I've heard about God and man, what about this guy who missed it? What about that guy, that woman who missed it and all this stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, we don't start off with this confidence. We don't start off persuaded. But as we grow and as we trust God in little things, he proves himself and little things, he proves himself and we keep growing and growing and bigger things, he keeps proving. He's always proving himself. He's always there for us. We end up with the fruit of faithfulness going, ha, ah, wow, this fruit has grown up in my life and now I'm convinced in who he is. That I'm able to take a step out there and take bigger steps for God because the fruit of faithfulness is in my life. It's self-control. And, and I have screenshots of that and, and what, it, what those wor words literally mean in there. And this is taken straight out of the Galatians. And look at what it says. It means mastery or self-control. That's where we get the word. But literally both those words, self-control, are the same one. So can I tell you it like this? 
Can I tell you, it literally means to be self-mastered. In other words, you've taken this journey to let God work on your life and say, okay, I'm going to be involved in saying no to the world's way and saying yes to God's way. I'm going to walk this path with God, and I'm going to work on making me better, a better version of me. And that's why I started this off as a marriage relationship and, and two people that are trying to start off a life together. And maybe you've been married for a long time. Probably many of you have been married longer than I have. It requires the best version of me offered to my spouse. It, off, it requires the best version of her offered to me, and that requires self-mastery. That means i got to keep working. The Bible says it like this in another place. Keep working out your deliverance, your, your path, your journey daily. It's a process. One of the other places we see this word self-control in the New Testament is actually in the book of Acts. There's only three places this word is used in the New Testament. One we just saw, and the other two we're about to look at. Acts chapter 24, and look at the story in verse 22. Now, Felix was a governor, and he knew all about the way of Jesus. They called the New Church, the New Testament church, the way. And he knew it was the way of Jesus. He knew all about that. He, he wasn't surprised by it all. So he put off the trial for a time being. This is a, the trial of Apostle Paul. So he was just trying to kind of just wait to see what's going on. He just keeps pushing it off the docket, and he kept saying this. I don't know how to say this person's name. Lysias, the commanding officer, will come. Then, then I will decide your, your case. And he ordered the commander to keep Paul under guard. The next verse. And he told them to give Paul some freedom, like, hey, uh, just give him some freedom. Let him, let him go around and talk there and let him talk to everybody. And, and he even told him to allow Paul's friends to come and take care of his needs. And in that prison system, they didn't feed you like we do today. That if you didn't let your friends in, if they didn't let your friends in, your family, you didn't eat. You didn't have any clothing. You didn't have any, any change of clothes. They didn't have a laundry system there. So he gave him all this freedom and let them come in. Verse 24, several days later, Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, and she was a Jew. And Felix, Felix sent for Paul and listened to him speak, here's the word, about faith in Jesus Christ. He allowed him to talk and talk to them. Here he is the commander, and here he is the, the one overseeing so much. And he brought his wife, and he allowed him and listened to him. So even in his bondage, even in, in being in captive, he's there, and he's now speaking about faith. And look what he said in verse 25. So Paul talked about, look what he talked about, his message. Uh, I love this. And I love this new translation of the, the Bible. It's the NIV, NIRV. So it's the New International Revised Version. And, and it's a great thing. You're going to see a lot of that. Now, it just breaks it down even in better than language of today. And I, I just love this. But look what he talked about. This is Paul's message. Sounds a lot like what we're trying to do. And that, that makes me really happy. How to live a godly life. He talked about how People should control themselves. And there's that word, self-control. He talked about having the fruit of God in your life. They, what you're doing is, is going to count for something. And he also talked about the coming time when God will judge everybody. That, hey, there's going to be a time when you stand before God and he says, what would you do with what I gave you? 
Then Felix became afraid. He says, that's enough for now. <laughs> that cracks me up. Oh, shut up. Nope, nope, nope. That's enough. You, t- you talk to me about living a godly life and how I need to control myself and God's going to judge me. Yep, stop. Oh, yep, come. You may leave. And when I find the time, I'll send for you. It's the conviction of God. But you see, it's the same with us today. Some of the people we talk to, some of the people I talk to, they'll say, okay, that's enough. Stop talking. I'll come back and I'll ask you another time. We'll look at this again. Sometimes it is a process. And if I can just go back to the sea, the people who are checking it out, that's fine. When you find the time, you may be overloaded by hearing some of this, and it may all be new. That's fine. But it is our message. The other place this, this word self-control is listed is in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. It says, God's power has given us everything we need to lead a godly life. It's the same message. This is Peter. Paul was just talking about how to live a godly life. That's our message. How do we live? How do we lead a godly life? All that has come to us because we know God. Again, the four tenets we have of our church. Number one is to know God. That's the, the paramount thing. That's, that's the biggest. That's the pinnacle. That's everything. Everything's based off of that. I love this. Who chose us? He chose us because of his own glory and goodness. And he also has given us this very great and valuable promises. He did it so you could share in his nature. What is his nature? It's different in heaven than it is here. Look at this. You can share in it because you've escaped the evil in the world. In other words, you've moved from this world over into this world. This evil is caused by sinful desires. Verse 5, you should, so you should, try very hard. Man, this is work. You should. Please. He's begging you. You should try very hard to add goodness. Huh? That's one of the fruits of the Spirit. To your faith, one of the fruits of the Spirit. And to goodness, knowledge. And to knowledge, add the ability to control yourself. And there's that word, self-control. Also a fruit of the Spirit. And to the ability to control yourselves, add strength to keep going. Because, hey, when you're doing this process, sometimes like, man, is this even working? Man, I, I, I don't know. I, I cut out sugar for the entire 21 days of prayer, and I'm, so far I'm pretty much keeping up with it a little bit. I have a, a little bit every now and then. But I've lost some weight, and I'm like, wow, I didn't see it happening, but i got to keep going. So to the strength of keep going, add godliness, lead lead the right kind of life. And verse 7, to godliness, add kindness, also one of the fruits for one another. And to kindness for one another, add love. It all comes down to love. Also one of the fruits of the Spirit. Verse 8, all these things should describe you and more and more. See, this fruit of the Spirit isn't just this one little place in Galatians where there's two verses. It's like, okay, we just skipped right over that. Okay, we heard two messages, and now we're just moving on. Okay, we're going to talk about something cool now over here. No, no, no. These things should be characterizing our lives, changing as we are continuing to take these steps to follow Christ and to to listen to the one-year Bible and to, to listen to worship music and allow God to start just showing us and shaping us and hearing His voice This should start describing you more and more. 
They will make you useful and fruitful. <laughs> Look at that. The next screen. They will make you useful and fruitful. Fruits of the Spirit. The next screen. Look. As you know, Christ better. See, it's a relationship. It's a process. It's this whole continuing on in this process of getting to know him better. And it starts with knowing him for the first time and being introduced. But then, just like I've mentioned about my own wife and my relationship. Imagine the, the first day I saw her and she was sitting there. It was actually my going away party. And, and I touched on this arm right here. And I just like touched her. Just I'm like, you're not going anywhere, are you? And she's like, no, I'm not going anywhere. And she ended up staying really late. And I had to give her a ride home that night. Well, I, I got introduced to her. But can you imagine if then the next thing that is there, we're at the altar and says, yes, I do. And yes, I do. And then we never talked. Yeah, I met her. Yeah, I know her. Yeah, we're married. I have no idea what she did today. I don't know where she's at right now. Versus continuing to get to know her, having her on find my friends that I can look to see where she's at, what road is she on? Is she almost home? Yeah, I, this, this, I can't wait to talk to her. It's that same thing with God. To have this relationship to getting to know him better. Please bow your heads. As we finish up this study of the fruits of the Spirit, this sums it all up. And these should describe you more and more. This process of getting to know Him more and having the fruits of the Spirit growing in our lives, this should be what we're endeavoring to do. In the last verse, as you know Christ better, see, it's all predicated on that. But before you know Him better, I just alluded to it, you have to first meet Him. May I introduce you? It's as simple as praying this little prayer. I invite you to do it today. Let me be the one. Begin today. Simply say this prayer after me. Say, God in heaven, I want to begin a relationship with you. I want to know you. Right now, I ask you to forgive me for every time I've missed it, I surrender my life to you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me, giving your life for mine. Today, I give my life to you. And the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Now, Father, I pray for everyone who prayed that prayer for the first time, or maybe it's them coming back again. Father God, that you're right there and you're so excited and you've got your hand extended just waiting for them and just so happy that they're here. Lord, let these scriptures be what describes us, the fruits of the Spirit. Let us develop self-mastery that we continue to work on this process in ourselves that we become more and more looking like you. Spirit, it says that you are the one who does this work in us. Help us to grow. Help us to change this world for you. But it begins with me. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And as we close, I just want to invite you, if you made that decision today, to take 
the next step, and that's simply to text the word next to the number I already talked about, 469-289-1114. That's our text communication line. Text the word next to 469-289-1114, and we'll be able to communicate with you and tell you what your next steps could be if you would like to take them. And, and as always, I invite you to, to invite somebody to take this journey with you. To, to say, hey, I want you to listen to this podcast or watch this video. Maybe you're going to copy that URL and send it to somebody and say, hey, we're going we're gonna to now talk about this. And this past week, I have two friends that are working together several days, and they both signed up. And I, I'm, I'm looking forward to them listening separately to the message and then having the conversations when they're working together to communicate. And what a great way to live life and to do life together. And lastly, if you want to be a part of the, the giving for the church and the, the solution of, of our financial success, the easiest way is to text to give. And it's a different number because it's financial. It's got to be a separate secure number. And that number is 469-410-7788. And you simply text the word give to 469-410-7788. And it'll ask you some questions the first time. But after you got that set up, everything's secure. The next time you can just put the amount you want to send and it's all so easy. Or you can simply go to givetobelong.com. Well, let's close. Father God, I just thank you for everything you're doing here. Lord, I pray that the fruits of the Spirit will become more and more evident and, and growing in each of our lives. And Lord, let it begin with me. Lord, help us to continue this endeavor to become more like you, to, to leave the world's way and to go into your way. Lord, I speak a blessing over everyone who's taken this journey with us. And for the people who are still checking it out, Lord, I just thank you that I know you're there for them. Lord, I know that you've got your hand extended. You're ready and waiting, just waiting for their response. Father, I speak a blessing over everyone who has paid tithes and offerings this week, Lord, and who, who've contributed to this church, and Lord, the success that they're, re, they're, they're causing to happen here. I speak a special blessing over them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 